Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to episode nine of Fearless Rebel Radio. In this episode, I'm running solo and I am talking about how I eat whatever I want. So what that actually means and what it doesn't mean and the 13 principles that define how I eat whatever I want and how I was able to move from being dieting obsessed to eating whatever I want. So before we get started, I just want to remind you to head to summerinandin.com or summerthenutritionist.com to grab your free ebook with 10 missions to help you ditch the diet mentality and love your body today. In addition to that, I would be so grateful if you left a review of this podcast on iTunes if you've liked it. Uh, And that's it. Let's get started. Rebel Radio, baby! I am your host, Summer Inanin, a certified nutritional practitioner, diet rebel, and food lover on a mission to help you feel hot damn fearless in your body. Fearless Rebel Radio is here to empower you to defy the standards and break the rules in order to radiate confidence, relish in your uniqueness, and live life fearlessly on your own terms. Every episode, I will help you to do this by sharing practical advice not-so-PG-rated rants and interviews with fearless rebel guests. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. So this uh, was this episode was actually... I was supposed to interview somebody for this episode, but um, my internet has been down, and so I had to postpone that interview for a couple weeks. So... I decided because I'd written this blog post called How I Eat Whatever I Want that was pretty popular. Uh, I figured I would kind of take that and expand on it in a podcast format. So for those of you that didn't read it, um, you can find that on my website in the blog section. And for those of you that did, this will hopefully uh, reinforce some of the concepts because I think that they're really important uh, and also expand on them uh, just in terms of, you know, what these mean, um, maybe more conceptually as well as practically. So how you can implement some of these principles that I'm going to talk about. And I just want to say that this is what has worked for me and my clients. And I, I, you know, I don't expect this approach to work for every single person in the world. But I think that, you know, if you come from a past of chronic dieting, or having a poor relationship with food, uh, or even just, you know, you want to kind of just eat like a normal person, quote unquote, then this is this is really going to be this is going to be super important. This is this is the approach that you want to take. And, you know, when I tell people that I eat whatever I want, they look really confused because if you were to actually see what I eat, for the most part, I do eat pretty paleo. Uh, But, you know, my mindset in terms of uh, my food choices is that I can eat whatever I want. And yeah, like I eat a lot of non-paleo foods and it goes with ebbs and flows. So I can't really say I eat paleo X percentage of the time because 
that's just, there's just no way to quantify it because sometimes I go on vacation and I eat ice cream every single day. Sometimes I am really stressed out and I eat a lot more sugar. Other times I eat, you know, a lot more paleo because that's just kind of what my body's craving. Uh, and I'll talk about that more, but, um, you know, it's really about a mindset. That's what eating whatever you want is. It's not about actually eating whatever you want, you know, everything that you've ever fantasized about. And I think that that's a really important distinction to make. And it really comes from changing your mindset as it relates to the way that you think about food and yourself. And hopefully as I go through this, it will make more sense. Because often when I meet with my clients and I tell them that they're going to be able to eat whatever they want, they like literally shit their pants because they have so many fears around, you know, not dieting like that, you know, that's what they've been doing their whole life. That is, you know, what's ingrained in us is the only way to be healthy and the only way to, you know, lose weight or change your body. And, you know, all I have to say to them is how has that worked for you in the past? And usually the answer is not great. That's why I'm here to see you because I'm kind of at the end of my rope. And so you have to be open that to um, changing your mindset and to looking at it from a different perspective. And I can guarantee that if you follow these principles or understand these concepts, that you're not going to eat everything in sight. You know, you're not going to be eating everything that you've deprived yourself of over the last like 40, 30, 15, however many years that you've been uh, in this cycle of, of deprivation and sabotage. It's about taking away rules and restrictions on yourself and the way that you think about food. So with that, um, I'm going to go over the 13 principles that I use to, uh, you know, reinforce this concept of eating whatever I want. So number one is really important. And that is, you know, understanding the way that different foods react in my body. Uh, so that empowers me to make choices that are best for me, for my unique body. Because as you all know, you can go on the internet and find 8,000 different recommendations of an optimal solution. But what you need to do is figure that out for yourself. You need to figure out how different foods affect your health, how they affect your hormones, how they affect your mood. And once you do that, then you can make choices based on what's right for you. And so that's why I do eat mostly paleo because when I eat too many sugars, uh, I get really bad hypoglycemia, blood sugar crashes, uh, like really bad where I <laughs> turn into a monster and feel like I'm going to pass out. Uh, in addition to that, if I eat too much gluten, I get really depressed. Uh, it feels like I'm, you know, all I want to do is like hide under the covers and cry. And so I had, you know, the work I did to understand that was really, you know, doing something like an elimination diet, which is something that I do recommend to a lot of people or working with uh, a nutritionist or a coach like myself um, and educating yourself in a non-judgmental, non-obsessive way. So, you know, taking that information and, and saying, okay, I'm going to just test how these foods work for me so that you can figure that out. Um, 
not taking that and becoming obsessive from it. So I think the main difference there is that it has to come from a place of actually caring about your body and your health and wanting to nourish it versus I'm trying to lose weight and change my body because then my life will be better. Because if you're making your choices from that perspective, uh, it's not going to be a healthy relationship with food and you're going to end up restricting and sabotaging. So for me, that's the work that I did to figure that out. That's the work that I do with my clients, usually up front to help them figure it out as well. If they have underlying health issues or hormonal imbalances and, you know, I still eat those foods and I accept the consequences and I, and I move on. And I know that, you know, I know what happens when I eat too much, you know, too much gluten or too much sugar. Uh, you know, it's important to know how, you, how your emotions and stress impact your desires and urges. And it's really just becoming tuned into yourself. And like I said, it has to come from a place of curiosity and from wanting to nourish and understand yourself versus I'm doing this to restrict myself and then I'm going to judge myself if I quote unquote fail. And so that's, you know, that's an important distinction. Number two, I don't set rules or restrictions or timelines on myself ever. Uh, for me, and this is really important for me because some people this works for, I cannot do, uh, you know, I'm going to cut out this food for this many days. Did I do that to figure out what foods react in my body? Yes, I did. Uh, and that's an important thing to do. But do I do that on an ongoing basis? Do I ever go through like resets or, um, you know, doing nutrition challenges? No, never again. Uh, not for me. They've only made me really crazy around food and they've led me to behaviors that were like all or nothing behavior. Because I would literally go four or eight weeks, you know, saying I'm going to be 100% strict. And then as soon as, you know, day 31 came about or whatever, I would just go like fucking crazy with food. Uh, and so it, to me, it just led to a lot of food fears, food, you know, and urges. So I was always really uncomfortable around uh, things like sugar and gluten, uh, because, uh, you know, I didn't trust myself around it. And, and that's really just a diet mentality. When you give yourself permission, like when you take away the rules, the restrictions, the timelines, and you just say to yourself, I can have that food anytime I want it. Um, you, you find that you don't really want that food any longer. Like it loses the allure. Like we always want that thing that we can't have, or at least, you know, I do. And that's what I see with my clients. You know, something that is forbidden is what we desire. And I talked about this in episode two, when I, when I talked about removing labels from food, like calling things good or bad. So you should check that out. You can go to summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash two to find that episode. Uh, number three, I see food as food. And, and again, this, this is kind of just builds on what I just said, but you know, I know what foods make me more healthy and I know how foods react in my body. And outside of that food is just food, you know, whether it's bread, whether it's cupcakes, whether it's, uh, an apple food is just food. And it's really not that interesting. Like it, you know, food's great. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like I love food, trust me, but you know, it's really important to reinforce this idea that food is just food. Uh, and as soon as you can really start to believe that and rewire that feeling in your, in your brain, in terms of the way that you think and the way that you speak, then you stop having, you know, these urges around certain foods and you stop 
feeling the need to you know eat all the pizza just because it's there uh, you can literally just have it if you actually want it have some of it and then move on um, you know that took a lot of reprogramming for me it was literally uh, repeating to myself all the time food is just food and I can eat whatever I want that enabled me to change that belief number four I don't attach judgment or guilt to my food choices so this is really imperative when when you feel guilty for a choice that you made as it relates to food or not exercising uh, or if you judge yourself I'm a failure I totally fucked up whatever those those judgments are that you are putting on to yourself or like I'm a fraud because you know everyone thinks I eat healthy but in secret I eat jars of peanut butter uh, in the corner <laughs> you know if you judge yourself that way that does two things number one is it decreases self-control uh so research you know this is pretty clear that guilt decreases self-control so you know people who use guilt or uh like draw draw a really hard line to reinforce behavior actually usually ends up putting the person in a worse situation secondly what that does is it decreases your self-esteem it decreases your self-compassion uh, and you know if you've been listening to me for some time which you should uh, then you know that lack of self-esteem and compassion are really at the root of, of issues that you have with food in your body so issues with dieting and, and having a diet mentality all-or-nothing behavior and uh, not liking your body and if you decrease your self-esteem and compassion you're much more likely to then you know sabotage yourself with food choices so you have to remove guilt and judgment from food choices and when you do that things become so much easier I cannot tell you and that is such a key key component number five you know I accept that I'm gonna numb my feelings with food sometimes and that's okay everybody does it you know everyone even people who say they don't because they just don't understand how they're doing it but they are you know have you ever had comfort food you know, what, what do you think that is? That's numbing yourself with food. It's just, you know, perceived as, as, you know, nothing, um, nothing bad because they don't attach the judgment or the guilt with it, which is why that makes them eating like a normal person instead of someone who has like a tumultuous relationship with food. So normal people, quote unquote, don't feel bad about it. They just move on. And, you know, it's really important that you move on too. Uh, you know, because otherwise, if you feel that guilt or uh, judgment against your decision to, you know, eat something because for the sake of, you know, numbing an emotion or relieving stress or giving you pleasure that you can't find somewhere else in that moment, then uh, that's just going to lead you to either overdo it, uh, undo it by restricting yourself uh, or sabotage yourself even further. So instead of punishing yourself, what I say is, you know, treat yourself like a queen the next day. You know, if you're, if you numb your feelings with food and you're starting to feel like, okay, wow, I probably went overboard there, uh, you know, then do something nice for yourself. So do the opposite of what you think you should do, <laughs> which, you know, most people think, okay, I should hit the gym for three hours and, and restrict myself and hate myself. But the reality is, is that you should just act like a normal person. Maybe do something really nice for yourself to release that guilt. Number six, I go with the flow and I never plan indulgences. 
This is very important. If you plan your indulgences, so if you say, okay, on Saturday, I am going to have a cheat meal and I'm going to fantasize about it all week. And so I'm thinking about it. What am I going to have? I want to have carrot cake and then I think I'll get ice cream. And then when Saturday rolls around and you have it, you go ape shit with it. Like you eat so much of it because you've been fantasizing about it all week. And did you even want it in that moment? Like, yeah, maybe because you fantasized about it all week. But instead of planning an indulgence, like just go with the flow. You know, sometimes you do plan an indulgence like your birthday or if you know you're going to, uh, you know, see some like go to your parents house and your mom always makes this amazing cake or whatever that is. Uh, sometimes you have that in the plan and that's fine, but you can still go with the flow and decide if you want that when you're there in that moment. And if you don't, you can take it home and have it when you do. Uh, that's the great thing about having a fridge. But, you know, for the most part, you don't want to allocate your indulgences. You know, life is going to throw different circumstances your way and you have to learn to go with the flow and give it to yourself when you actually want it. So if you wake up on a Tuesday and you're fantasizing about pizza all day long and you decide pizza is what I really want and it's nothing else, then eat that pizza then. Don't save it for Saturday because all that's going to do is end up uh, in overeating, overeating other foods leading up to it because you're trying to satisfy some urge that you're not satisfying, and then likely overeating that food when you have it. So just have it, have some, move on, know you can always have more. Similarly, don't plan your restrictions. For example, if you're going to a party and you know there's going to be lots of food, don't say to yourself, I'm not going to eat, you know, these foods. I'm going in with a plan. Because to be honest, you may just end up disappointed and you may find that there's something there that you actually do really want. So have it, move on, go to the party, see what's there. If you don't see anything, don't have it. If you do have it, if you go in with the mentality of restriction, you're just going to have like that little rebel inside of you is going to be kicking you the whole time being like, just eat it, just eat it. Uh, And know that you can always take it with you if you don't want to eat it at the time and have more and move on. It seems really simple, but I know people struggle with it. Number seven, uh, I understand the difference between desire and true hunger. And, you know, it's important to eat when you're actually hungry and to know what that feels like for you. It's also important to understand that sometimes you want things just from for the sake of desire. Uh, Again, it could be because you're trying to numb your emotions or it could be because you're celebrating something uh, or for whatever reason. But we seem to have lost touch touch with our instincts and our body's signals. And it's important to learn what true hunger feels like for you versus desire. So that when you have an urge to have a certain food, you can understand, okay, do I want this because I'm actually hungry and this is what I want? Or do I want this because... um, you know, I ha- my boss was a real asshole to me today and uh, I'm feeling really lousy. And if the answer is, you know, I had a really crappy day and I want to eat this food, yeah, that's fine if you're not going to judge yourself and feel guilty about it. Uh, but if you're going to, you know, hate yourself for doing it, then, you know, you're just going to end up in that 
in that vicious cycle. So I think it's okay to eat from a place of desire sometimes, again, as long as it doesn't have that guilt and judgment attached. But I think it's also important to know how often your urges are coming from a place of desire and then to look at what else is going on in your life. Like if you truly hate your job and it's making you eat these things all the time, then you know you have to get to the root of the issue at some point. Number eight, sometimes I overeat, but I always move on. So rules around eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're 80% full are great. You know, I teach, I teach people how to understand what those things feel like, but they are still rules and rules lead to guilt because you break rules. So you have to expect mistakes and expect that you're, you know, that you're going to be breaking rules. So use them as guidelines to understand how certain sensations feel in your body and trust and know that sometimes you're going to break rules and be okay with that. Number nine is to take it day by day. So I always take it day by day and accept that sometimes I'm going to eat a lot more, uh, maybe sugar or carbs or whatever than I'd like to. And other times I'm going to want to eat lighter and more kale and more fish. You know, when I'm really stressed, I eat a lot more. Uh, it's a bit of a coping mechanism for me, for sure. Uh, but instead of beating myself up about it, I trust that it will pass. I try to minimize the stress because that's the root of what's going on. And I forgive myself for stress eating. You know, if I were to beat myself up about it, then that would just lead to a lot more stress eating and then restriction. And, you know, these instances, they can last days, they can last weeks, they can last even months. Like I went through a period of time where I just like, I just couldn't eat eggs or I couldn't eat chicken anymore. Like I just couldn't do it. And then it passed and, it, and I could eat those foods again. Um, you know, I go through periods where I eat ice cream a lot and then I'm just like, okay, I can't have ice cream anymore. Like I just don't want it anymore. And so as long as you kind of know that there's going to be these, you know, ebbs and flows and you take it day by day and tune into what's actually going on and you're being compassionate with yourself, it's all going to sort itself out. Number 10, I tune into my body and give it what it needs on a day-to-day basis. So that's kind of builds on the other uh, point that I just made, but that means that I don't use a meal template. And I think that meal templates are great when you have no idea what to eat because you've been chronically dieting your whole life. And I do use meal templates with some of my clients, specifically ones who have been under eating because I see under eating more than overeating, or I see a combination of under eating and then overeating. And so in that respect, I think it's good because sometimes you can turn off those signals with chronic dieting and really not know what hunger actually feels like. So in that case, it meal templates can be great. But other than that, uh, you know, your body needs different things on different days. Sometimes you need more carbs, especially before PMS, if you're a woman. Uh, and sometimes, you know, if you're working out more, like when I'm working out more, I eat a lot more and I crave more carbs. Surprise, surprise. So I eat those things, you know, and then when I'm not working out, I, you know, tend to crave uh, lighter things or less food and that's totally fine. So you have to go with the flow and, you know, take it on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Number 11, I trust myself around food and I never overanalyze my choices. So this, this is huge, but again, tuning into your body's needs allows you to trust yourself around food. 
you know, trust isn't control. Trust is letting go. Trust comes from making peace with yourself and making peace with your body uh, in order to have a good relationship with food. As long as you have an internal struggle to change your body, like to lose weight, then you're going to have a difficult time trusting yourself around food. So letting go of, you know, that dieter's mindset that's always questioning whether, you know, you have too much protein or too many carbs or too much fat. It takes a really long time to undo if you've been eating that way for a while, but it is possible to eat like a normal person and stop the overanalysis. So some things to do there are obviously get rid of anything that you use to track your food consumption, get rid of any like food scales that you have, and try to stop and think about what you actually want to eat before each meal. And if you don't want protein, then don't eat it. And, you know, vice versa. If you want more protein, then eat it. Like, you know, go with the flow again. But trust yourself. If you don't trust yourself, you're going to end up uh, overdoing it and, you know, constantly having that struggle with food. Number 12, I accept that my body is going to do what it wants to do from a weight perspective, and I've stopped fighting against it. This is, this is like monumental. This probably should have been number one, but you know, you have to stop fighting against what your body, where your body wants you to be. You know, I was fighting, fighting, fighting against my body for so many years, trying to get it to be something that it did not want to be. You know, health exists at every size. You can, happiness exists at every size. And you have to accept that your body is going to do what it wants to do, especially if you're healing. If you're healing from something, whether it's digestive issues, hormonal imbalances, adrenal fatigue, you know, chronic dieting in the past, your body's going to might do some crazy shit that you don't like. And you have to just accept that it's going to do what it's going to do and make peace with it and move forward. And as long as you have that struggle against your body, as long as you're fighting against it, your issues around food will persist. When you can make peace with your body, your choices will be dictated by your desire to nourish yourself not to restrict or punish yourself. And that is key. Number 13, I will prioritize working on self-love and confidence so that my choices are naturally dictated by a desire to honor my body. So when I said at the beginning that I eat mostly paleo, but I still, you know, I don't really call it that. I just say I eat whatever I want. Uh, that's because I honor my body. And I eat foods because I want to feel good inside. Uh, and I, it's not because I'm trying to restrict myself or change my body to be happier. And so that is why, you know, in the work I do with all of my clients, the body image and the confidence and the self-love is paramount to the process. Because if you don't do that uh, and you just try and fix food, the problems will persist for sure. And so I'd rather people do some body image homework, do some self-love homework than, you know, work on recipes and meal plans. Like you're going to get way more bang for your buck in terms of long-term sustainability and happiness and decreased stress. So, you know, you've said, I've, I've said it before, but it's so important to stop making over your fridge and start making over your body image. I might have to trademark that. 
yeah, so that's pretty much what, you know, how I eat whatever I want. And, you know, I might add to this list as time goes on because I'll probably think of some other things. But this is really, you know, the fundamental things that I help that I help my clients with. And it can be broken into three buckets. One is promoting uh, self-love and confidence and compassion. Uh, number two is changing limiting beliefs. So beliefs that you have about food and yourself. And number three is tuning into your body and giving it what it needs and going with the flow. And those are the practices that I that I use w- with specific exercises with myself and and my clients. And when you do that, you can eat whatever you want too. And it's pretty awesome. So if you liked what you heard in this episode, then, you know, head over to the blog and let me know, like, do you eat what you want? Are you trying to eat what you want? Are you still struggling with this? Are you scared shitless? You're going to get like blow up and eat everything in sight. That's a normal fear to have. (laughs) I tell you, that's a normal fear to have. Everyone has that going into this, but it will pass once you start to see that that's not what actually happens when you truly let go. So head over to the blog, summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash nine, or, uh, you know, just Google my blog uh, and find it there. Also, if you like this, please leave me a review in iTunes. It literally takes two minutes and people say they leave reviews, but I don't see them. So I don't know what's going on there, but maybe you're all just lying to me. (laughs) So please leave me a review. I would be so grateful. Let's get this information out to other people. And lastly, don't forget to grab my free ebook, My Rule Breaker's Guide to Rock in Your Bod with 10 missions to get you started to break up with a diet mentality and love your body right now. You can just go to summerthenutritionist.com and sign up for that there. And until next time, rock on.